there, everybody out in podcast land. Welcome to the Sports 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 Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Palmville. And joining us as always is Phil Ranta, the sports outsider. I'm way outside. Way outside. You guys are like in this box, and I just like to live outside the box, you know? That's actually fair. I like I like to think we're more in a zone. We're in a sports yes, zone. Yes. Yeah. You guys are in a zone. You're, I'm in a field. I'm you're outside meadow. the zone. Yeah. yeah. I'm way out of the so zone. So you ain't got no wristband. Yeah. Catch any games, Phil? You know what? Uh, instead, I caught a new job that has taken up my whole week. Oh. So I have neither played video games nor watched sports. Oh, God. I've done nothing. You, you haven't been playing video games, Phil? No. I am fucking pissed. Oh, Phil gets that way. Yeah. When I don't get to play Dead Island for a couple hours a night, I get angry. For those people who don't know Phil, he's either uh, unemployed and really anxious about absolutely everything. Yeah. Or employed and stressed out of his mind because he's taken a job where he works ridiculous hours in a really competitive environment. But I love it. I would say the unemployed is more the exception than the rule, though. You're usually employed in the stressful job working insane hours. Yeah, yeah. Most of the time. Smoking. (laughs) <laughs> and just like have a bourbon and beating my wife and yeah yeah i remember when we first moved out here phil was the only one with a job yeah that's what i a bunch of people in his apartment i was sleeping on his futon everybody unemployed but phil i tech these fucking podcasts yeah. these assholes sit and talk about you don't shit. even get paid about for paid for that yeah, it's why, ridiculous. why are you teching these podcasts you know what i don't know Okay, let's move on. No, everyone. We, I'm thinking. Can no, we just no, shut no, it no, down? We got okay. a we got a whole lot of stuff yeah, on the deck. All right, we I've already forgotten what you. we were talking about. Well, sports. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, the Red Wings. This is actually very pertinent. Detroit, Detroit hockey. Detroit Wed, Red Wings. Wed Wings. Detroit Red Wings. <laughs> Elmer Fudman. <laughs> Detroit Red Wings. Oh, gee. <laughs> killed a rabbit. That's you. Among other things. Well, okay. I'll tell you what they killed, Phil. What? They killed the previously held killed? record for most. Uh, most home wins in a row. They oh. won their 21st consecutive home game. So they keep track of that stuff. They have not yeah. lost at Joe Louis Arena in three months. Wow. Yeah. Good for them. So it's a new NHL record except for the the one that spanned two seasons. Yes, the Boston Bruins 1929-30 record ended one season and then began the next season, I guess, is 22? Yeah. So they got to win two more to break that. But, but that's 1929. That was like before they wore masks, right? That was before they wore they helmets. Just, all that they was before the goalies wore masks. eat raw meat. Yes. Six yeah. teams only. Yeah. Only Vikings allowed. They actually took their Viking ship, parked it, and then everyone stormed off with battle axes and yep. fucked everyone up. That is incredible. Well, when you accurate. have a beard, yeah, your face doesn't get cut so bad. So. That's true. Well, cool. So All we right. got that. Yeah, what so else? That, we that, that's about. big news. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, and this is the other thing everyone's talking about: Lynn Sanity. I've I've heard the name because it's been bandied yeah. about the office, oh, but I is, don't know. It is fairness, almost the next Tebow, basically. I feel like more people might be talking about Lynn Sanity than the Red Wings win streak. A little bit, which is a tragedy, but I think also true. Yeah. I think that either one, if people sat and talked about it, it's a tragedy. <laughs> Glad you're saying that on our sports podcast. Oh, are we talking about it later? <laughs> oh, never mind. It's going to be great entertainment. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We, we Well, we have a bunch of exciting stuff. We have uh, audio from a, a sports uh, a jockeys in New York interviewing yeah. Jeremy. Interviewing Jeremy. Oh, like, okay. Once again, Phil's elaborate system of uh, bugging devices set up in every single sports location. I did. No, I actually, this one's on the up and up. This was like WNYC. Oh, they oh okay. All right. So we just... So we're just in that case, I'm setting it. I'm setting on fire all the backstage stuff of what Lynn was saying. So oh, there you yeah, go, it's yeah. on fire. Oh, 
You're not Sorry, even going to do a fire sound effect for that. That's what bums me out about this. What? You're not even going to do a fire sound effect for this. Well, later. now I'm going to put it in just to spite you. <laughs> oh, we also have like an op-ed essay piece. Uh, someone's coming in who was a former sports editor for the Harvard Crimson. Ooh. Is now a freelance journalist in New York. Ooh, uh, I wonder Patrick if he's talking Fong. about Harvard. On the wonder last if, yeah, I wonder if he knows something about. Well, uh, Jeremy Lin went to Harvard. Oh, really? So, God, yeah. is there anything that this Jeremy Lin character doesn't have? Height. Oh, he's just a little guy. Or no, he's probably taller than me, I guess. But. He's six three. He's yeah. six three. Well, yeah. Hey, I'm six three. But compared to other NBA players, he's not that tall. That's that's correct. He's yeah, one yeah. of those guys that yes, when he's on the court, you you don't he doesn't look tall. Yeah, because he's among giants. But he's taller than me, so there you go. Well, there we go. You know what? Do we have another weird sport this week? You're goddamn right, we do. <laughs> oh, Clint and it's Eastwood. a doozy. Yeah. How weird is it? <laughs> this is my Super Bowl commercial. <laughs> <laughs> People said Detroit was a dead city. Well, I brought it back to life with my six shooter and my gruff voice. <laughs> That's, that was my Clint Eastwood right yeah. there. That sounded like your, your, your SNL impression of Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. That seemed once removed. I did do that. I had the SNL audition, and I just did that for 12 minutes until they forced <laughs> me out. Yeah. And uh, then Bill Hader stole your bit. It's every time. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, so uh, we got a weird sport? Yeah, we got a weird sport. And what else do we got right here? Oh, I believe uh, we're going to, for all you folks at home, we are going to do the first taste test. Of Bud Light Platinum. Oh, the Super Bowl commercials were crazy yes, with they Bud were. Light Platinum stuff. And, and I was I was upset after watching them because I saw it and I was just like kind of like cynical and just like meh, a new Bud Light. And then like thirty seconds later, I was like, oh fuck, I'm gonna have to try this. Yeah, yeah of really, course, of course, I'm gonna yeah, buy. Jordan I can't believe you're not excited. Obvious. I know Bud Light is normally swill, but this is Bud Light Platinum. I'm sure this is gonna be good. Yeah. Well, we'll have that later. We also have okay. a special guest again. Oh. Uh, second time on the podcast, record-breaking second time on the podcast. Ooh. Yeah, Chris Humphreys. Chris Humphreys oh! coming back. Yeah, oh, that's good. I, I haven't been say keeping Joe up with uh, Chris Kardashian. Well, he's no longer a Kardashian, right? Right. Yeah. He plays for the Nets. He did get a contract. Hey, good oh. for him. So he's playing. He's actually having a decent year. Okay. And so we'll have him on for a little. I'm excited bit. to oh, hear from fun. him. Okay. All right. Well, cool. Let's get things started, huh? Yeah. Let's do this. Hey there, this is Jimmy Nuts with the Jimmy Nuts Sports Report. Your first stop for all New York sports fans. I'm here broadcasting with my partner, Squirly Steve Schutz. Yeah, Squirly. And we're so thrilled to have the man of the hour, Jeremy Lin, right here in the studio. Jeremy, thanks for joining us. Verily. I greatly appreciate the opportunity to come on the show. Verily, that's classic. So, Jeremy, we understand that you're a nerd? Excuse me? You went to some sort of fancy school? You mean Harvard. Yeah, that's the one. So, Jimmy and I wants to know, what sort of computer model are you using right now? Computer model? Yeah, c- come on, Jeremy. There's, there's got to be one of those fancy computer simulations you're using to win all these games. Some sort of nerdy thing that you're doing. Uh, no. There's no computer model. I mean, Coach D'Antoni is... Okay, okay, we got you. You don't want to reveal your secret to the world at large. I got you. Don't want any of the other teams getting their own Asian and hacking into the system. Wait, what? No, I'm not using a computer, guys. Oh, I see. This is like uh, one of those mathematical formula things. You know, the the exact angle to shoot the ball at, and you've calculated every possible defensive probability so that... 
No, what are you talking about? Guys, I'm not using a computer or a math formula or anything. I'm just playing good basketball in an offensive system designed for my style of play. So, like, it's Kung Fu? Oh, yeah! You must have climbed the mountain, and some guy with a really long mustachio showed you the secret of dribbling all mantis style. What? No, my home country is Palo Alto, you dolts. So, like some sort of special tea, herbal remedy, yeah, ground up dragon bones. Yeah, what's your ancient Chinese secret, huh? Listen, James, Stephen, do you think it's possible that because you're unfamiliar with the idea of an Asian American excelling in American athletics, particularly basketball, that you're relying on crude stereotypes? Just because I'm Asian and I went to Harvard doesn't mean I can't play basketball at an elite level. Whoa, what, Jeremy? No, come on. Are you saying we're being racist? Because that, that is just wrong. That is wrong. Yeah, we're offended, Jeremy. Oh, well, I'm sorry, guys. I didn't mean to accuse you of something untoward. Yeah, you tell me. We're just trying to figure out how you've overcome your terrible eyesight so that okay, you Okay, that's it. I'm out of here. Well, that wasn't what I was expecting. We ask a couple of standard questions and he just goes nuts. Yeah. I feel like this was a total sneak attack. All right, I'm going to intro this bit because I purchased the beer. Yes. Mm -hmm. Let me tell okay. you what I had to go through. Okay. They don't sell this in a six-pack. So I had to buy 12. That's the platinum in Bud Light Platinum. <laughs> yeah, you we give you twice as much beer for twice the price. Letting everyone know it's eleven ninety nine after the Vons Club discount. Okay. Hey. That's a pretty good price. Dollar Brought beer. to you by Vons. Bottles. Smart no and Final, cans. you can get a 12 or a Dos Equis for that. Brought to you Just by that Smart and Final. At, yeah. at BevMo, you can get all of this stuff for $500. Not brought to you by Bevmo. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so we're doing this because uh, uh, Curtain Jerks is our sister podcast. Yes. Yep. And we're huge followers. Yeah. Yep. And I want to beat them at their own game. Yeah. They, they did a taste test in a JR's mustard in oh, one episode. Man, mustard. I love mustard. Actually, but, but I think we should <laughs> start by saying it's, it's a blue bottle. Yes. Yeah. Oh, let's look at the packaging here, folks. All right. It says platinum, 6.0% alcohol by oh volume. Oh, my. That's a, that's a high alky content right there. Yeah. I'm going to get fucking fuck-faced. I'm sorry. I, I, There's I, the explicit tag. There it is. And, and uh, yeah, a silver cap that says platinum. Yes. Yeah. The box said triple filtered, uh, triple filtered platinum light. Ooh. Is what it said. So I don't know. Is there any actual platinum in the beer? I don't know. You can't even get Bud Light Gold anymore. Wow. I think it would be responsible of us to read the government warnings before we drink it. I'll you know, just zip could... through it really quickly. Number one, according to the Surgeon General, women should not drink alcoholic beverages during pregnancy because of the risk of birth defects. Number two, consumption Wait, of alcoholic beverages impairs your ability to drive a car or operate machinery oh. or do a podcast and may cause health problems. They say the same thing about heroin. I was right. going to say, the Surgeon General says a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He does. If so we walked around doing nothing but listen to the Surgeon General. All right, we're going to uncap it. All right, here folks. we go. Oh, I love that Ooh. noise. It Ooh. steamed a little bit. There was yeah, a little bit of steam coming off of it. Let's get it's some like of the aroma here. Brew. Taking that in. Uh, it smells like frat floor. 
Yeah, it smells That's a bad. Little harsh. That's no, a little no, harsh. frat floor smells. No, I mean, exactly it smells like a fresh frat floor. Yeah, okay. like while like, the party's still going, the beer has been spilled, but it hasn't gotten sticky. Right, yet. like the party's gone this all night, and now it's like the, the no, floor. it's like the yeah. the party's been going all night, and the morning dew started hitting the beer on the frat room floor. Yeah, and then it just has this nice flowery scent of beer. Okay, but so far, all right, let's take a sip. Okay, that. That tastes like Bud Light. Yeah, it, I, I, I see no difference. I think it tastes, I feel like you can taste a little more alcohol in it. Because it's a light beer, the alcohol content is higher. Yeah. Yeah. So there's less to mask it. There's beer that, taste to mask the alcohol flavor. It I feel like it tastes like they dumped a little bit of vodka <laughs> inside of Bud Light, like they just spilled <laughs> well, a that's little. absurd. Just a, no. just a scotch, you know? Just a scotch. It's got a little bit of that, like, alcoholy aftertaste. What did the Super Bowl commercials for this say again? Wasn't there, like, dudes partying? Drink Bud Light Platinum, asshole. Right. Every Bud Light commercial is the same. It's like, we're dudes and we're doing dude Wait, things. Wait, was this, was this the one that had Echo in it? Oh, yeah. Our good friend Echo Kellum. Yeah, Quite I think he the was. up-and-coming actor. Yeah. Uh, very funny guy. And apparently a drunk because this stuff has already hit me and I've only had a sip. You know, I think, it is, I think it is uh, better than Bud Light. I think I can I, – I would say that. I would say that, too. Uh, it is. Yes, in the sense that being trapped in a small space with a badger is better than being trapped in a small space with a skunk. Let, let me, let me, let me take that al- analogy and improve it. Uh, trapped it better than being uh, trapped with a, with a badger with no alcohol. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because this has the higher alcohol content. That's true. Yeah. Uh, it actually is a little bit hoppier, too. I don't think it it's... It is. I think that the aftertaste I, the, tastes the more beery than the totally aftertaste of Bud Light. Totally marginal amount of hops. I, I would almost argue that I have the new slogan for Bud Light Platinum. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bud Light Platinum, this is your new palate cleanser. Well, I'm starting to get drunk and aggressive, so I don't agree. <laughs> you know what, Joel? You know what? After drinking half of this Bud Light Platinum, I can finally say it. You can go fuck yourself. Joel, go fuck yourself. You okay. shit. You're a shit. I think Jordan, I'm remembering why we did this. You're pretty so cool. I'm so Joel's bringing shit. beer every podcast. <laughs> hey, hey, who wants to watch me fuck this wall? There's a wall that's asking for it. Wow, the uh, Phil. If I have to bail you out of jail one more time, if I have because to, the wall was quote unquote asking for it, the wall didn't say no, and I take that as a yes. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't at all responsive to your. You know what? Never mind. It's uh. <clears throat> so let's let's put it all out there, okay? All right. What yeah. would you rather do? Okay. Would you rather not drink anything or drink a frosty Bud Light Platinum? Oh. I, I well, yeah, I'll take nine a Bud times Light out of Platinum. ten. I'm gonna take Bud Light Platinum. You know what? There's I agree. almost no beer I've ever come across that I would take. There's there's there has not been a beer in my experience where the no beer option was the better option. In that case, I just brewed up a bunch of brewed up a bunch of uh, my skunk fuck beer. It's actually got real skunks inside of the bottle fucking. Uh, so if you want to <laughs> taste some of it. It's going to be a pretty big bottle. <laughs> oh, it is. It's a huge. It's, this, everyone this scene is in was cast from Van Wilder too, I think. What I you're think describing. It was. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I might not drink that beer, but also just because anything that you home brewed Phil, I'd be a little worried would make me blind. Yeah, but, I'd make it right, strong. Real quick, on the the beer scale of 0 to 6, get it cuz it's a six pack. Okay. No, Where? it's a 12 pack. Yeah, it is. Zero 12. to 12. Okay, fine. Zero to 12. And the beer scale of zero to 12. You know what? Let's just use 10. <laughs> you know what? Let's. No, here we go. From zero to 31. From zero to 31. Where would it 
Snag. 31 being best, zero being skunk fuck. 20. Wow. That's, that's, pretty, that's nay, pretty good. Nay, 18. Wow. Okay. That's still so that's pretty good. That's above average. Yeah. Uh, I I think I would go closer to the to 15.5. I think that this beer is absolutely average. Seven. I'm giving it a seven. Wow. Wow. Okay, what, what, I, well, I think of where my ceiling is, and I think of where my basement is, and uh, Bud... I mean, it's, yes, better than Bud Light, and probably better than, I don't know, Miller oh, so Light, you but... Can't, you, can, you're only, you can only compare it to beers in its class. The, oh, you know, well, as like, compared to beers in its class on a scale of zero to 31, I would then give it... You can't compare yeah, a Porsche like a to the 17. Toyota Sienna. You can't oh, do it. I do. That's not fair. Well, we Toyotas just said, are very I said, reliable cars. I said the beer scale, okay? I didn't uh, specify beyond that. Right. So in the entire pantheon of beers, I give it a 7 out of 31. Yeah. Four uh, American-style light lagers. I was going to say, if we're saying like Newcastle's at like a 23, then this I has to be Newcastle a 15.5. Really? I'm not what, a huge what, fan of What would you give a 31 to? Uh, Bell's Brewery, Kalamazoo Stout. Okay, you win. You're absolutely right. That's delicious. That's Drink Bells. Our sponsor. Oh, God. Wouldn't that be nice? That would be the best. We could get him to ship beer out here. Yeah, I know. All they right. Well, ship in California. I propose we end this segment by all of us finishing our beers. All right. One, two, two three. three. This is going to be boring for audio. <sighs> okay. I didn't do it. Nope. This has been. We said finish, not chug. For the record, okay. that's why I was sipping and take. I was taking large sips, even gulps. You might call them. You might call them big gulps. Seven of them. Just finished. All right. It took me that long. Ziggy zaki, ziggy zaki. Fuck you. All right. <laughs> Night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and now for an alternative take on Jeremy Lin and the state of Lin's sanity, we have Patrick Fong, a former sports editor for the Harvard Crimson and a freelance journalist in New York City. In the past two weeks, it's been impossible to escape the hyperbolic mania surrounding Jeremy Lin, who has seemingly come out of nowhere to propel the New York Knicks to seven straight wins. He's averaging over 20 points a game and has distributed the ball more effectively of late, getting double-digit assists in three of his last four games. Making this run even more impressive is that it happened during the absence of Nick's star small forward, Carmelo Anthony. But has all this attention for Jeremy Lin gone too far? I for one believe it's time for this subway trade of hype to hit the emergency brakes, no matter the number of concussions it'll cause for the innocent riders. But what exactly does Lin Sanity mean? What's so insane about an Asian guy being good at basketball? If the stereotype about us Asians is that we're good at math and science, wouldn't an English major who's just now breaking into journalism in the print center of the world deserve some street cred for busting preconceived notions? Do you know how hard it is to convince your parents to let you major in liberal arts when you're Asian? Do you? Whoa, hey, buddy, are you making this about yourself? Because it's supposed to be about Jeremy Lin. Oh, yeah, yes, right. Jeremy Lin has seemingly acclimated to the star-studded New York scene exceptionally well, primarily by letting longtime friends fall by the wayside. He now finds himself in high-end bars drinking alcohol. 
alongside other people drinking alcohol and standing people up for Friday night boba tea. Additionally, Lynn is meeting and talking to lots of girls. Really pretty girls. And he's not introducing any of his single friends to him. He doesn't even play wild car Sudoku anymore. Which, if you don't know what that is, don't ask, but it's huge in Brooklyn. Lynn went from warming the bench and crashing in his brother's sweet apartment that had a ton of video games to a guaranteed contract, his own bachelor pad, where the doorman is all like, Hey, who are you? And you're all, I'm a friend of Jeremy's! And he's all, who's Jeremy? And you'll all, oh, Jeremy Lynn! Sanity! And then he lets you in and tries to fist bump you. It's such junk. I hate it. Patrick, Patrick, I I don't mean to cut you off, but it sounds like you have some personal history with Lynn, and you're kind of jealous of him. (laughs) Jealous? Yeah, yeah, that'll be the day. I crushed his weak 3.1 GPA at Harvard. Let's be real. All right, uh, I'm sorry, I think it... It's time for you to go. At Harvard, he was asking me for advice on girls, okay? Yes, of of course. We know. We get it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, so, So, I'm glad to be heard. Thanks for having me. And now it's time for another Weird Sports! Oh, the sport is so weird! Weird sports. What do we got? Today's weird sport. Kaiju big battle. Hmm. I, you know, a lot of our weird sports go into a territory that's off color. You're pretty excited, aren't you? Yeah. I can tell already. You've got a smile on your face ear to ear. Kaiju sounds Asian. Oh, well, you're right, my fine American friend. It is Asian, but let me get into it. How Asian? First of all, this is going to be something that pisses Joel off. What kind Joel of Asian? Off. This is going to be something that pisses Joel off. What makes you say that? This is kind of a sport in the way that professional wrestling is a sport. Uh, it's kind of half performance, half sport. So well, I'm still interested and excited. Sport. But get a load of this. Uh, Kaiju Big Battle is a performing, uh, performance by the Boston, Massachusetts-based entertainment troupe. They call it entertainment troupe in the same way wrestling is. Uh, Studio Kaiju, which was created by two Americans, Rand Borden and David Borden. So not Asian, necessarily. The Borden brothers. Or at all. (laughs) Until you see the content. The performances are parodies of both professional wrestling and uh, Tokoshatsu Kaju movies of Japan. I don't know what those are. Well, let me tell you. They're kind of like professional wrestling thing where performers come out and they're like wearing costumes and everything. But these costumes are like Godzilla and Gamera. And they're supposed to be giants. They're portraying giants, but they're regular sized people who are just having this huge battle royale. Oh, man. Is the ring like have a bunch of cardboard skyscrapers and like little matchbox (laughs) cars are picking up? They definitely they definitely play up the enormity of what they're supposed to be. Yes. Uh, I mean, they're still, they, they, they acknowledge that they're people because they do have human sidekicks sometimes. So there's no way to fake that unless you find the world's tiniest little person. Maybe someone would toss a dwarf in there and when the whole crowd have to be little people. Yeah. I mean, really to create the illusion fully. Yeah. Note to listeners. I did say little people. 
Yeah, you're a good man. I was not me. We have not yet come up with our invented word for. <laughs> <laughs> Still working on that one. This is this is one of my favorite parts of it. So they it's called uh the the kaiju big battle, but it's spelled B A T T E L. And I'm like, that's oh, fascinating. Oh, instead of L E. Right. I thought that was really interesting, and I'm like, there's got to be like that's maybe the Japanese way of saying it, something like that. Well, get this. The misspelling of battle is intentional due to a misprint of an early t-shirt design. <laughs> so they printed the t-shirts. They're like, that's spelled. But I didn't know what we meant to do that. Yeah, let's change the whole name of the sport. Yeah, exactly. We're changing our we sport. must have printed up a lot of those t-shirts. What actually is this? Let's, let's oh, get to the nitty gritty. You want to get to the nitty gritty of it? Okay. I'm still confused as to what this yeah. is. I mean, really, it's. So you've seen professional wrestling, right? Oh, and then some. Yeah. So people come out, and they get their theme music, and they march down, and everybody claps for them. They get in the middle of the ring, and they fight. Well, sometimes right? they jeer them. Sometimes, yeah. If you're a, It depends if you're a baby face or a heel. Yeah. The baby faces get cheered. The heels get booed. Boo. Oh, I hate that guy. Boo. And once they do start getting cheers, then they turn baby face, right? This is the same thing. They go to the middle of the ring, and they fight until one of them's defeated. This one's more about defeat than getting pinned. It's like, well, he, Joel's looking at, Joel has not spoken much. It is looking at me weird. But it's it's like wrestling. It's a performance piece, but they don't try to fake the fact that you're pinning someone. I'm confused, huh. but engaged. Yes. Right. How, does, how does one get defeated then? I think you just fall over. And that's it. Well, that's to, to be fair, this is how many monsters who attacked Japan were yes, also defeated they, when you. they fell over. I mean, I imagine Mothra is not that much different. Mothra didn't have to get a three count, right? Mothra could fly. Right. Mothra was a giant moth. Yeah, but moths usually do die by somebody pinning them to something. Oh, uh, I get it. I guess you're going there. Ba-da, ba 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 The reason why I chose this sport to talk about, even though I know it would make Joel angry, which it is, <laughs> is the entire Wikipedia page. I encourage you to all look it up. Kaiju Big Battle, the Wikipedia. It's almost entirely a list of characters that they play. <laughs> and I just wanted to read you guys some of the characters to talk about. Okay. All right. Here we go. Kung Fu Chicken Noodle is yes. the name of one of them. Yes. Thank you. Is it a noodle? Uh, get this. He's a Cantonese worker who gains superpowers and an armored soup can, which he wears, after falling into a vat of chicken noodle soup in a failed suicide attempt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Frank, like, in, in WWE wrestling, there some is of them, not that kind of character no, development. Yeah. Right? Like, some of them have kind of, like... It's usually just crude, like, really crude cultural stereotypes. Yeah, some of them are goofy. Like, now they have, like, in WWE, they have the Funkasaurus, who's, like, this dude who just goes up and dances yeah, in pimp clothes. But it's not the to the level guy. of Kung Fu Chicken Noodle. They had the, No, he has a whole backstory. The Arab yeah. guy. That, right, we know exactly. about his life before he became a... Yeah, but Kim this is specific. Ju -ju. I enjoy this. Yeah, here's, here's another one. This is one that I liked. His name is Super Wrong. He is the disco dancing time traveling near hero known for his flamboyant ring entrance and a horrible win loss record. <laughs> He's known for his horrible so he goes in and he disco dances and then he loses. Gets the crap and he travels out. through time. Well, the time traveling, I like That's, that angle. Yeah, yeah. You, why, no one's a loser who time why travels. Why would someone have time travel and opt to use it to travel into the 
future, I'm presuming? I assume so, because it's got to be from the 70s, right? To lose. Or to he's ultimate. implying that Disco comes back. Yeah. Which, God, I hope that happens after I'm dead. Now, now, like in WWE, there's many factions. Oh. You know, like there's the NWA, there's Nexus. It's the same way with this. There's kind of like teams. I've read you two of the heroes, believe it or not. Mr. Wrong. Oh, Super Wrong and Chicken Noodle? Yeah, Kung chicken Fu noodle Chicken man. Noodle. Kung Fu Chicken Noodle. Okay, that makes sense. Now I'd like to read uh, some of the people who are the bad guys in a team called the Rogues. Oh, they're up to no good. Who, yeah. <laughs> who is part of the Rogues, you ask? Well, here's one. His name is D.W. Cycloctopus Third. <laughs> Cycloptopus. Yes, I pronounced it right. D.W. Cycloptopus Third. See, this is the problem when D.W. Cycloptopus had such a large trust fund for his kids. Right. Because they just, <laughs> they just keep having more D.W. Cycloptopuses. Well, they just went nuts. They became evil. Yeah, they join up with the rogues. Well, I, I can I imagine that you kind of know who this character is, but I'm going to explain <laughs> it to you. Uh, he's a sea monster with few friends and many enemies. <laughs> he makes up one Unlike of the members. The other sea monsters right. who have a whole bunch of buddies. Right, right. Like Sharktopus was a very popular sea monster. Yeah. Not Cycloctopus the third. They wrote that part out of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, but originally it was the squid and all of his friends were, like, daring him to go after the sub. <laughs> I know yeah. that Joel is going to laugh hard at this one. Oh, I'm going to lean back from the mic then. He makes up one of the members of a faction called the Sea Amigos. <laughs> Joel loves puns. <laughs> they're called the Sea Amigos because they're from the sea. Okay. Yeah. I follow. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but he has had some uh, some success. Uh, he and Hell Monkey went on a big rampage at one time. Well, when you're paired with Hell Monkey, right, right, see how that's and they good. they end up winning a tag team championship. So that that happened. everyone got very quiet. <laughs> so so that happened. All right, then I'm gonna go on to the next one. The next okay. one, his name is Call Me Kevin. His name. It's not Kevin. No, it's Call Me Kevin. He was hurled from his home planet by an explosion. <laughs> He lost his memory during the centuries it took for him to arrive on Earth. He's won only one kaiju big battle upon his arrival. He joined the Sea Amigos and was taken under the wing, or tentacle, of Uno Bozu. Despite having one of the losingest records of all of kaiju, Kevin was once the kaiju grand champion. Since losing the belt, he has been kicked out of the Sea Amigos and is presently flying solo. Kevin appeared at the Warsaw Wafu Fun on June seventh, two thousand two. He has kind of a tragic story. He's kind of like the uh, the Hamlet. Oh man! Yeah. Yeah. Just, wow. Just wow. <laughs> You're so upset. I'm. I know. I'm also. I'm also really amused that you said call me Kevin, and I thought, oh, here comes the sort of normal guy. Right. Nope. Home He's planet. Still, home planet explosion. explosion. Well, here we go. I'll, I'll give you a normal one. Okay. His name is Zombie Plantain. Right. Right. Uh, he was formerly Pablo Plantain. <laughs> well, then what happened? Well, Pablo was killed by Silver Potato no. during the first match of Someone Must Die. <laughs> Luckily, Dr. Cube resurrected him. That was him. a shock, by the way. Nobody saw that coming. But, uh, don't cut me off, Dr. Cube resurrected him for evil. Oh. oh. Though he seems to be more inclined at helping his brother than Cube. Wow. 
Let me tell you this. The last time I got drunk at a Cuban restaurant, I wound up resurrecting some plantains, and it was evil. Yes. Oh, no. That means vomiting. I don't know that all of this tracks. <laughs> what? This entire snow. It makes perfect sense. Uh, well, let me let me end on this one, then. Okay. I love these characters, though. Yeah, here's there's human co-stars, too, that aren't human heroes. And I'm going to give you some of the normal ones. Uh, the most normal, I would say, is named the Commissioner. He's the overseer. But news of his death reported in April <laughs> from eating too much chocolate, <laughs> resulting in a heart attack. Is he a dog? We're untrue. Yeah. Well, no, he just ate too it much was chocolate. Un- well, it was untrue, though. Yeah, they turned out to be untrue. Uh, luckily, there was, uh, there was another normal guy. His name is Jimmy Sprinkles. Uh, <laughs> he's Kaiju's number one super fan, also part of the show. We should get our number one super fan who's also fictional in here. Yeah. What? Not fictional at all. We oh, a, yeah. We're talking about uh, Jimmy, right? Yeah, but I figured that Jimmy would be a good one to end on because he's Kaiju's number one super fan, but he was brutally assaulted by the Sea Amigos <laughs> oh, no. after attempting to join them by singing Stay by Lisa Loeb in Brooklyn wow. in 2008. Wow. The Sea Amigos hated that. Uh. <laughs> So the although sea amigos are so evil, right? I so it, in in summary, I knew Joel would not would contest that this is a sport. It, well, it's it's clearly not a sport. It's incredibly amusing, and I'm really glad that we opted to do it. Thank you. But uh, yeah, so definitely go check yeah, it out. Go check it out and, and take some of your friends Boston in Boston. Boston. Yeah. yeah, all of our and make sure when you get there, tell them that this podcast happened. Yeah, lean back, crack a couple of cold Bud Light premiums, and, and don't get attacked by the sea amigos. <laughs> And that brings an end to another episode of Weird Sports. Oh, there's an octopus with a cyclops eye who's a third because his parents were also named Cycloctopus. All right, we're very pleased to have today on the podcast for his record-setting second time, the NBA's most famous bachelor, Chris Humphreys. Uh, hey, guys, uh, you're all looking very well, healthy, upbeat. Uh, Say you uh you guys been to any New Jersey Nets games this season? Well no. We we live in Los Angeles. Right, right. I should I should have guessed that from the fact that I am currently in Los Angeles and you guys are here. But uh hey, hey guys, you have you been watching any Nets games? Uh no, no. No. They're not broadcast nationally and I don't know why that we would Okay, okay, thanks. But to be honest, I, I am doing well for myself. I'm uh averaging a double double a game, uh, points and rebounds. Uh, things are great. Uh, they totally love me for who I am. All right. Well, that's good. Yeah, you, you seem different from last time. Well, I, I think Joel's being a little diplomatic. You, you seem proactively defensive. Okay, because uh, to be honest, I am not. But uh, my free throw percentage is way up, is which is pretty sweet. Uh, and I got an endorsement deal with Sector Watches. Have you ever heard of Sector Watches? No, actually. Uh, I, I only wear Fossil. Well, they're on Overstock.com. So um, I don't have to take this abuse. Well, okay. I, I think I know what this is about. Forbes just did a list. It, it just came out. It was the most hated athletes. Oh, people love lists. But uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, Tiger Woods and Michael Vick tied at one. Uh, you were fifth in the list. Had A-Rod and LeBron James. Wait, how, how did you beat LeBron James? You, you know, to be honest, I had a high-profile romance and uh, married and a marriage with a, this local prostitute, local to Los Angeles. Her name was Kim Kardashian. I don't know if you've heard of Kim Kardashian. I think everybody here knows who that is. Well, we divorced, 
Uh, and to be honest, I'm trying to get it annulled because of her whole being a prostitute thing and something about all of it being on the television set. And uh, my lawyers tell me to be cagey, but what does that even mean? Am I right? Being reluctant to give information uh, owing to caution. Because to be honest, that was rhetorical. Uh, I don't want people to hate me. I play basketball. She made me look like a jerk with editing and letting me hang out with all my jerk friends. Hey, hey, you ever play one-on-one with Chloe? Uh, To be honest, that's disgusting. Chris Humphreys says, see you later. I'm Chris Humphreys. Oh, and he's, he's gone. Yeah, I brought my unicorn oh, here. Back. Okay, that's <laughs> as part of the prenuptial agreement is that I get to keep my unicorn. That's uh, so, yeah, that's that's a cat with a straw taped to its forehead. Yeah, I call it my unicorn. To be honest, cat. I really don't like you making fun of my uh, mythological. I was not making fun of it. I was just observing that it was a cat with a straw taped to. Okay, maybe I should tape a straw to your head and call you a, a retardicorn. As, as a cryptozoologist it's, myself, I'm offended that you've actually <laughs> set the movement back with this fake unicorn. Well, I gotta be honest with you right now. You are not as okay. rich as me, so you should keep your dirty mouth shut. Okay, wow, Chris, you've uh... No, I'm, say, I I'm still not hated, though. No, you. I'm not hated. I'm not hated. That list that list was a fabrication. It was put out by the the younger sisters of, of Kim Kardashian. No, not Courtney, I mean, not Chloe. Uh I believe their names are Candy with two eyes and, and a K. Clarissa who then explains it all to me. Must be another K. Yeah. That's kind of a family thing. Yeah. Uh I don't know. The the Forbes Forbes is a pretty prominent publication to be honest i voted for steve forbes i voted for (laughs) steve forbes when he ran for president i don't know that you would have been of age then no i wasn't i had to so to be honest me and my friend we put on a big trench coat i was i he was up on my shoulders i was i couldn't even see because the trench coat was covering my face you were the taller guy so this would make sense right right oh you know this game (laughs) you've been to the voting voting booth before with a uh, with a little Asian fella. Well, no. Can, okay, my that's... my little buddy, his name was Lin. I don't remember his first name, but he got all up on my shoulders, and uh, and he dunked that ballot right into that box. Are are you positive that he? I mean, if you couldn't see, how do you know he voted for Steve Forbes? To be honest, I didn't think about that. But I the entire time we were in the voting booth, I said, you know what? To be honest, uh, Jeremy Lin, you should. You should vote for Forbes because he's got a good uh, fiscal responsibility, and that's yeah. what the country needs right now. So what uh, what you're telling me right now is that you and Jeremy Lin, current NBA superstar, once— uh, Oh, does he play for the NBA now? Yeah, he does. I've he, been... For the NBA, he plays. Yeah. Does he? <laughs> for, well, for the New, New York Knicks, actually, a team in the NBA. Oh. Very close hey, to well, your— Well, good for him. He was always good at being small. They're in your division. And very good at being crafty. Okay. Uh, well, j- you just know what they say: the Asians are crafty. I don't know that. Yeah, they say I don't know that. that that's. Um, you know, actually, hey, I'm half black. I could say these things. <laughs> I don't know how that applies. Yeah. But but one more question: as you brought up, the Nets are moving to Brooklyn next year. Yeah. I, you know, how does that factor in in terms of you being in New York now, playing for the Nets next year, possibly the Brooklyn Nets? Well, to be right? to be honest, we started referring to it as Crooklyn because I don't think you're gonna want to do that. No, before. we listen. We listen to a lot of rap in the dressing room. Mostly hipsters now. And we said, hey, wait a second. Brook sounds like the word crook. And crook can also be a word for gangster. Maybe we should sol- call ourselves the Crooklyn Krets. 
So that's what we started calling ourselves. The, the Crooklyn Crets? Yeah. See, there's a thing called uh, alliteration that yeah, I I, un- I understand what alliteration is. I just don't think cret is a word. Wait, cret's not a word? No. I think Jeremy Lin lied to me to make me look yeah. foolish. And that might, I mean, it also means that, you know, again, the revelation that you and Jeremy Lin dressed up in a trench coat <laughs> in order to commit voter fraud <laughs> in the 1996 Republican primaries in Minnesota. In to be Mayotte. honest, to be honest, to be honest, I feel like a lot of judgment is coming my way and I do not We're feel sorry. like I deserve We're sorry, this. Chris. We don't, I again, came into your little piece of shit podcast. You're a friend of the show. You're the only person who's been on twice, Chris. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. You keep that in mind. That hold, we opted hold to have me, you back for anybody me else. and let me call you Kim. I am not going to do that. Let no. me let me rub my head on your beard. Uh, how is that going to? I'm you know I'm I'm also I'm not comfortable with that. I'm sorry. Can I, I call you Chloe? That's I'm less weird. comfortable with that There's than I was. Okay, with Kim. then call me Lamar. It's even worse. Even worse. You know what? I'm going to take my unicorn out of here. All right, everyone, that brings us to the end of another sports 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 podcast. But before we go, we'd like to give you our contact information. Yes, you can hit us up on Gmail at sports 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 podcast at gmail.com. You Dang can find us straight. on Twitter at sports number three podcast. You can find us shit. on uh, Facebook by searching sports 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 podcast. Your little top bar will pop up and Gee. you can find us on Google Plus. Sports, sports, Ooh, yeah, all one what? word, and then sports podcast, all one word, because that's how Google Plus does it. Plus, you can check out comedypodcastnetwork.com to check out this podcast and a bunch of other awesome podcasts. Yeah, Chris Humphreys, I believe, is in episode podcast. six, sport, Burnt Musburgers. So if you enjoyed Chris Humphreys on this episode, you can go back and watch it. Yeah, you know what? While you're at it, go on iTunes, find us, rate and review. That That'd would be, be nice. But on iTunes, we have a different name. It's Sports the Number Three. Yeah, yeah. Sports number three, all one word podcast, so people can find us. Just go to the webpage and subscribe through the webpage, Comedy Podcast Network. Lights off! For more funny stuff for your eyes and ears, go to ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.